Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, I will start with my guest bio and intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they bought to me that week. This week, I'm joined by my guest, Sam Davis. Sam Davis uses they, them, and sometimes he, him pronouns is a Black queer native of Washington, D.C., but has lived up and down the East Coast before moving to Texas. Sam works at a private school in Austin, Texas. They are a community activist who is passionate about celebrating and supporting LGBTQIA students. They are also an advocate for gender care services for those to defy the binary, as they are someone who identifies as non-binary. Sam considers themselves a master of none, but has a love for educational technology, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion. In their free time, they love to travel and watch TED Talks. I love it. You're such a nerd. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me tonight via Zoom. Thanks for having me. Which I know we're all sick of Zoom calls, but I've been wanting you on the show, and we made it work, and I'm very excited that you're here. Um, anything else you want to share with your crew before you tell them how we met? Because I was thinking about this today and I was like, okay, I'm prepared. But yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself. What got you to Texas? Oh, what got me here? Um, the real deal is, is like, hey, I need to live my best authentic life and I can't do it in D.C. So where can I go? I need a job. And it's like job market in Austin was booming and still booming. So I applied for a gig, I got it, of course, and I moved to Austin, and that's basically the story of how I became an Austinite, I guess, easily, even though I still claim BC to the death of me. <laughs> how long have you been in Austin? Four years, man. Wait, when did you move here? I moved here uh, 2016. What month? July. Oh my god, I moved here in May. Okay, I think we've talked about this, like we're very close in our move date. Yeah. And then we had we did we didn't meet each other until 2018, which I feel like I've known you so much longer. But I had been hearing your name and passing for so long. And then we finally met at an Austin Black Pride event. Constance finally introduced us. Um and then we've been inseparable ever since. I feel like you keep me very grounded. <laughs> it's been a lot of good conversations back and forth. And you were a very important person in my life. So I'm so excited that you're joining me this evening to talk about this very interesting topic about, let me see what you wrote here. (laughs) (laughs) The topic we'll be talking about is fostering relationships. Um, And you said the reason you picked this topic was the fact that you were still learning that all relationships in your life 
deserve your energy and passion for them to grow and be consistent. Let's talk about this. Let's just dive on in because I feel like this is, I have been told that I have a lot of friendships, which I always counteract and say, I know a lot of people and I am really big about making and keeping human connection and being very intentional about the friendships that I have um, and balancing that through calendar invites and making sure that I show up and I am present when I hang out with people and like not on my phone. So yeah, talk, tell us a little bit more about why this, like what made you pick this? Um, to be honest, I'm getting older, uh, 34, and I've realized the older that I get, I really haven't been I haven't been really intentional with being consistent with my friendships or even fostering associates to becoming my friends. Mm. And I've missed out on some probably really dope connections with people um, because I really don't put forth the energy or the time to really get to know or connect with people. So I'm really trying to, you know, have those intentions and set those intentions now um, and this time to put forth the effort. Um, it's still kind of hard because kind of have those trust issues with letting people get close to me. So I think it's just taking the time to break those barriers that I have like within myself to give people the time of day and just open up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as we get older, everyone says like, it's hard to make friendships when you become an adult because like you have so much baggage from like when you were younger like you have friends who you've known forever and then you like move somewhere new and it's like how do you cultivate relationships and have it be meaningful relationships right like uh, I come from a place of like I have always been a person who like will give trust off like in the beginning like you have to lose trust with me like you don't have to gain it which I think is a is a thing that I is how I I walk into relationships that way because I have lost a lot of people in my life and just feeling like you just never know. So like, I want to like have this understood and uh, this understanding of like, I am trusting you to like be a good person and we'll go from there. But like, once it's gone, it's gone. Um, but yeah, like talking to some other friends who are like, you come in with like all of your baggage and then your friend comes with all their stuff. And it's like, how do you mesh that? It's like dating, but like amplified. Right. Cause it's like, you're not trying to like, go to anywhere else it's just like <laughs> keeping a platonic relationship so like finding things you have in common and you know how do you show up for people you're like newly meeting and all that sort of that's those sort of things so like yeah finding that balance of being very intentional and trying to give trust and trying to be your most authentic self in these friendships yeah but then trying not to have that notion of like what are people's intentions but then knowing there are some people who have really bad intentions um and then you have those opportunists, especially being in a city like Austin, where if everyone doesn't know everyone, you have people who really want to know people and will go out of their way to get to you, to get to other people. And it becomes really um, problematic. And it can, like, it really feels like, like, damn, like, you really, like, went out of your way to get to know me just to get to know someone else. And it just leaves, like, a really bad taste in your mouth. So it leaves you, like, kind of guarded, like, Hmm, are you really trying to get to know me or are you trying to get to know my circle? Oh, yeah. Like I said that to someone a couple weeks ago. I was like, I one of my goals for this year was to be more intentional in all of my friendships and connections, but then also being very aware of like who I am and what I do and 
not that like I don't know how to say this and not sound like arrogant, but like I know a lot of people and I have a lot of connections and I have that a lot of like, are you trying to be my friend for me or who I can get you to or what's the, why are you trying to be my friend, right? Like I have people who have reached out to me like, I've been like watching what you've done for years. I'm like, I want to get to know you. And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> it's like I a red flag. <laughs> right, like I, again, like I am a very like upfront and honest person. So like if, and I'm also like a really good supportive friend. Like if there's a thing you want to do, I will be there at bat helping you. But it's like, I need you to be clear and honest. Like my biggest thing is just don't lie, don't lie and don't make me look stupid. So like if you come into a relationship or a friendship thinking that like, if I connect with Brie, then she's going to get me here. Like what is, what is the motive for you wanting to be a friend? Correct. Yeah. Like I, I feel that. It's crazy because it's like you you know everybody. It's like Brie, you have like one degree of separation with this whole city. I and don't know so everybody. <laughs> you do. You really do. And it's crazy because I'll get involved in like advocacy or some random situation, and I'm like, how did I get set up in this? And I'm like, Brie, I'm like, yeah, Brie volunteered you, or Brie like posed to like reach out to you. And I'm like, okay, well, if Brie says you're good or someone I should work with and you're like grade A quality and like just leave it at that so it's kind of like one of those situations where it's just like you, you gotta protect like yourself at some point in time because it's like people out there who are really like vultures like yeah. emotional vultures and it sucks yeah and I think that's the thing with like social media too like I was talking to my guests last week about like the highlight reels of social media of like with me right now and for like a while now I've been trying to be really intentional of showing when I'm not winning because I want people to know that like it is not always good on this end like I think people see me like with this show and all the different things I do in town and the people that I know but I'm like there are days that I struggle and I want people to know that like I'm the kind of person who takes like struggles and failures and like turns it into learning experiences. But I also want people to know that there are days when I just like, I call it starfish on my bed, just literally <laughs> my face on, in my bed and just do nothing because I just, I need that. Right. Like I'm not always go, go, go. And actually like now being in, you know, quarantine and social distancing, like learning how to just sit and be alone again. Cause you know, I'm never home. So like having to be told to sit still and like, learn how to like take care of myself again and like work out eat right like all this balance that has been kind of rejuvenated and like almost thrust upon me so like I think of that too like what are we this is really quarantine has really showed me that you like you have to really fight to be a friend right like it's it's you have to work at it or if like if you're for people who have plants, you have to water it, you have to cultivate it. You can't just expect it to be to just be, right? Like and I I think about like I'm in a group chat with three of my girlfriends from back home and I've known them since I was like fourteen. And we have had this group chat since two thousand and fourteen, fifteen. It's like a six year group chat of us just being in this space of like me living here, them also living in Connecticut. like showing up and just talking every day about like whatever happens and just like just little things like that of just you have to work at it like it's not I can't like 
I think about like when I go home ever so often and go and like see people I haven't seen in a while and they're like, let's catch up. And it's like a six hour conversation because I haven't talked to you in a year. Right. And I think about that all the time of like, are we really friends or are we just people who know each other now? And I think as people get older, get married, have kids move, like there's just so much that happens day to day. And I mean, you're very fortunate if you have friends you can just like jump back in with. And that's like something I don't take for granted. But I think that's a really big thing when we're talking about like cultivating friendships is like, how do you show up? What does showing up look like and mean for different people? Like you have to know, <laughs> there's like the friends, a friend's love language, right? Like you have to know what showing up means for your friends. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have some friends who are like, hey, you can just text me out of the blue and they're cool with that. Or they have those friends who need that constant communication. Or then you have friends like me who are like, hey, I haven't spoken to you like probably in a year. And I'm like, hey, it's cool. We can jump back right into this. Right. Like, nothing has happened. But then you have some people who just like to be left alone sometimes. And that can be me. And <laughs> I have my moments. Um, I think it's just not even learning the whole love language, like you said, I think it's just learning that we are all adults or trying to navigate this realm as adults as best we possibly can. And it's hard as fuck. <laughs> like we have responsibilities and bills and emotions that we're trying to regulate and just trying to have the best experience while we can. And sometimes we fall short of being a good friend. And I think for me, it's been more of like getting outside of myself and stop like constantly like thinking about all the things that I could have done or should have done to foster these relationships and just jumping into it and be like, hey, you know, I wanted to reach out to you or like I haven't spoken to you in a while or just checking in to see how you're doing and just doing it. Because thinking about it sometimes just makes you kind of just remove yourself and just say, I'm not going to check in at all and then you miss out yeah and i've missed out on a lot of like potential friendships when i think about it because i'm just like over analyzing things because i'm just playing scenarios in my head like they don't want to hear from me or they're just somebody i see mm -hmm. when i go out like in the club or out in the community or activism like they're not someone who really wants to be invested into getting to know me so why bother so it's just that whole self-sabotage thing a whole different conversation which we'll talk about right after the break and we're back still chatting with sam and we're going to move into talking about sabotaging friendships what do you want to start with? <laughs> um, sabotaging friendships. Um, sabotaging them. Sometimes it can be just from an ego perspective. Um, sometimes it can be from just outgrowing people and not being willing to have that healthy discussion about mm. You know, you can love that person and have all this history, but all there's left is history with that person. Um, and the longer you try to hold on to that friendship and situation, it turns into kind of harboring hate sometimes. Mm. And yeah. Then it can become 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like there there is one friendship in particular that's sticking out in my brain right now of feeling like we have outgrown each other. Like I've known them for a while now. And it's that thing of like, I love them and I want them to be in my life, but I don't think we're friends anymore. I think we're just people who know each other now. And it's just like, no one tells you how to like amicably break up a friendship, right? Like, of like, I want them to do well. I still care about them very deeply. I just feel like if I'm not the one reaching out, then they're in there's nothing that's happening because they're not trying at all or they're not responding or I feel like I can't reach them so it's like to what point do you stop trying because I feel like it gets to be very a little bit of exhaustion and a little bit of like what is it about me that you don't want to answer anymore like are you feeling the same way do you want this conversation I know it's going to be awkward but like we can't just leave it where it is though right so yeah I mean I, I feel like that's such, that's such a heavy one for me in particular because I as a person who does a lot and knows a lot of people and is like constantly going and like I am fortunate enough to have like a number of different friends who I know from different either parts of my life or things that I do it's like there's like different categories of things so I feel like I'm like constantly stimulated but I mean I, I can for sure think of friends who like right now there's no like stimulation there because they aren't receptive or like I don't know how to reignite that friendship flame right like yeah and you try like i think one of my closest friendships like we have a similar tattoos which i hate i'm so like disturbed like this is a 13-year friendship and it's one of those things like we try to like reignite the friendship and try to talk but it's more of like harboring hate and like a disdain face for each other and it really sucks because you think like after all these years, you feel like they've come to some type of understanding. But in reality, it's like we kind of just don't like each other anymore. And we just can't really say it. And it sucks because there's like children involved and history and family and all these other things that come along with being friends for so long. But it's just like you can't really be friends with people who don't like you and don't celebrate you for growing up and just elevating because you yeah. can't be the same you like I can't be the same from like the age of 19 to 25 anymore like I can't be that person I don't want to be that person honestly right <laughs> a friend I mean uh my friend Kelsey was my guest last week and we talked about that like if you're if your friends aren't cheering you on, they're not your friends, right? Like, I feel like if the people in your circle aren't rooting for you, why are they in your circle? And I think a lot of people have to know that, like, being your friend is a privilege. Like, and, I mean, we're all busy. We're all doing things. We all have things that we have to take care of. But I feel like, like if you are willing to have a person in your life, you have to be willing to show up, support them, and then, like, also have these uncomfortable conversations, like, with you saying, like, this 13-year 13 13-year 13 friendship and feeling, like, almost, like, animosity is what, I'm under, is what I'm hearing of just being, like, we both know it's, like, come to an end and, like, they want you to be this one person that you're no longer, that you no longer are. So, like, where do you go from here? So, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, triggered. <laughs> Gotta love it. Mm -mm. the joys of adulthood 
is it being an adult is hard and no one told me this i was like i'm gonna grow up and have it all figured out and then you get here like what the frick are we all doing so anyway <laughs> that's a tangent for a different different episode yeah you gotta have some sometimes just one good tangent uh, i don't know i think for me also it's I've, I feel like I have been really good about showing up, but I don't hold people to the same level of expectation that I hold myself to, right? Like, I think that I am not a good friend if I don't do X, Y, and Z, but I have kept people in my life for way too long who have never done, like, a tenth of what I do, right? And I think it's because, like, I am terrified of losing people um and letting people go like i said in my episode last week like i have only ever broken up with one person (laughs) you have to like break up with me even if the relationship has been terrible i have just like smiled through it kept it moving and it's interesting because like i don't accept a lot of bullshit (laughs) but yet in like personal relationships i am like it's gonna get better it's gonna fight through we'll have a conversation we'll figure it out um and then some people it just hasn't happened right so it's just like how do you to what level do you start holding the people in your lives to the same level you hold yourself and i i say that with the caveat of like i was reading something once that said like just because someone loves differently than you do doesn't mean that they don't love you but i think like if you're not having this conversation of like i'm feeling x y and z then how are you supposed to like grow like it's another relationship you have to constantly work at but it's also one that we just like kind of are good like we're really good at letting like friendships like flitter out right and just like letting people walk away versus trying to have those conversations this is what to talk about feelings i mean we're, we're still navigating like talking about our own feelings within ourselves how can we talk to other people like how they're making us feel like, I'm still, like, just navigating that, like, hey, what you did really made me feel a type of way. And I really wish you'd stop doing that. Like, just having the, the confidence to just say that, like, used to, look, like, make me tremble and shake and, like, breaking the little sweats. Like, having the, the courage to make people accountable with how they make me feel, like, that shit is terrifying. So imagine, like, having to do that within your own friendships on a constant basis. Mm. like some people just don't have it in them to do that so they'll just take what they can get mm. until they get tired and when I get tired I go the fuck off and it's not <laughs> healthy it's really it's not healthy in a way to where I um I don't want to say it's word vomit but it's very explosive and it's it's very disrespectful and I don't even appreciate the words that I say because I know it's not how I really feel. Mm. But I'm going to say it anyway mm-hmm. just to hurt you. Is that an so, East Coast yeah. thing? Because I feel <laughs> I have done this. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is this just a, a East Coast temper thing? Because I, I have been known to just fucking lose it. So, Maybe. I think, I think we have no coof. I think we don't have any coof sometimes. Because it's real. Like, I just feel like, did I just... Yeah, I, I did. Did I just bring up shit from 15 years ago that I finally <laughs> just let fly out? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think of I think of a friendship that like a couple years back 
we're no longer friends, but a couple of years back, I was talking to another friend. I was like, you know, I feel like this year they just like haven't showed up for me. And I feel like I showed up for them a lot. And I felt as though like if I would have said something to this person, they would have like made excuses or like gaslit me into thinking like, well, I did this and this. And like, I was physically there. And I'm like, yes, but you didn't like show up in a way that I needed you to show up though. Right. Like I can pinpoint when I was like, you know, I don't think this person and I are going to be friends next year. And sure enough, like we stopped being friends that following year, but like, I think we all know, I think we, in our, we process that before we're ready to like talk about it. Right. Like we have these conversations in our head about like, you know, I can, stop hanging out with x y and z but i don't know how i want to tell x y and z that either a this needs to change and we can fix it or b just be like you know i just feel like this friendship's not going anywhere anymore and just go from there but i don't know i think about the number of people myself included who just like like you're saying walk away versus like having the conversation and like you're saying like who has the emotional depth like after working 40 hours a week maybe having a partner or a kid or like all these other things you're putting this emotion into to then go and like put this into friendships. But I'm also like, if these people are important, why aren't we doing it though? And there doesn't have to be an answer. I'm just like thinking through things right now. I'm going to be honest. There's some friendships that I have ghosted just flat out, just blocked from the phone, deleted off all social media just like you no longer exist and have been totally content with that, even though I know it's not mature. Mm-hmm. It is so not mature of me to do those things and I should be more adult. But sometimes you just got to let people go. Sometimes the conversation is not even needed because sometimes I feel like people know, they know what they're doing and they know when they're like not showing up. I mean, they are literally just not being just a good person in, in, in all type of ways. And for me, I'm just like, why do I need to tell an adult how to be a better person? Because we all have baggage, Sam. Because <laughs> we're not all perfect. And I, and I, and I mean, I say that from a place of privilege of being in therapy for a very long time and learning that communication is key, but also like still being a person who's like awful at communication when in relationships. Anyway, I hear you and I understand you. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know that answer. I know. Trust me, I know my therapist would probably be like, ooh, horrible Sam. <laughs> and I will always say, like, mindfulness. Like, be mindful of what other people are going through and how their days are going and what their situations are. And I get that. And, I'm, and I hear it. And I'm here for it. But at the same time, selfish me is like, well, what the fuck about me? Like, what about what I'm feeling? Because right now, I'm not feeling it, and I don't want to deal with it. And I think it's the dealing part that gets to me when it's like, if I don't want to deal with it, do I just disassociate myself, or do I take the time and put forth the effort? And that's where I'm just like, oh, I do need to put forth the effort more in some of my relationships and friendships. But then sometimes I'm still like teetering on the notion of, why bother? And some excuses. Is there a current friendship right now that you think you could be cultivating more while we're in quarantine? A few. 
A few. And what is stopping you from doing such? Um, honestly, me and just being lazy. Like, I have nothing but time. We literally have nothing but time. Like, I can literally just take up the phone right now and right. send a text message. So I'm just like, oh, they're probably busy or different time zones. It's too late. I don't want to bother. All the excuses. All of the excuses. Now, is this a new friend or an old friend? Old friend. Why do you feel like they would not well receive you? Mm, either of how I've left things or, yeah, how I left things. Do you feel like you need to apologize before moving forward or is it just like communication just stopped or? Both. Okay. Well, I mean, you have nothing but time. And the worst they can do is not answer, right? Like, it'll hurt for sure. But then you'd know. Like, there's a saying that's like, there's no point in worrying before something happens. Can you just worry twice? Like, you might as well just, like, handle it and go from there. Believe her in me if not trying to hear that. Oh, my gosh. This Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to... Just gonna sit yeah. over here in my Pisces on the Aries cusp bass and being like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. My emotion mm-hmm. is like, be their friend. They love you. But then also my Aries like, forget it. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you are a person worthy of friendship and people are lucky to have you in their life. So I feel as though we should reach out. Mm-hmm. We have nothing, nothing but time. Also, I want to set the tone of like if there's ever something that I do <laughs> please let me know because I want to keep you in my life we I had think a- we have a very direct and candid friendship to where I don't think anything could really come between us because oh, we're very direct and open um. <laughs> I want to point out that we had like a, we had planned a monthly friend date and then quarantine was like you guys were doing so well but no Yes, it took our monthly Sunday away. I was very upset. What if we just both go get Eastside Tavern and just eat on Skype together? (laughs) That's going to be it. Look, I will, like, send you away with a bottle of, like, Andre's or something with a thing of cranberry juice, and we can just go for it. (laughs) See, making a friendship work in quarantine is not this difficult, people. So set the effort, set the tone, make the connection, reach out, like... This has taught me that life is too short, right? Like if there is someone in your life that is important to you, make the effort, reach out. Or if it's like something you don't want to keep working at, then don't keep working at it. Like there's also thing like there's no rules here. So do what's best for you and go from there. And I think that is a good place to wrap. And I'm going to ask you our closing question. But is there anything else you want to talk about before... I get there. Sam signaling no. Um, I will be sure to link Sam's Instagram in the show notes. Um, as you know, I always end with the question of the day. What is the best advice you were ever given? Or what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Hmm. 
best piece of advice I'll give my younger self, honestly, that you're going to go through a lot of traumatic things in life that will basically change your view of the world. But don't give up on people because you're going to meet some very amazing people that will show you that you're deserving of love and happiness and peace. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all next week. Goodbye.